Hello, and welcome to a Mind Matters podcast presented by A Light for Change, where we talk about the who, what, where, why, and how we as a community can make positive changes. The when is up to all of us, and it starts with you. Before I start, let's get into a positive zone, and I'll share my thoughts on a question from the Graduate Thrivers Paz Cards. The card drawn is green for creative thinking, and the question is if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? I think I would like to do a world tour of the jungles, deserts, snow-covered, mountains, and ocean ruins that sit along the ley line grid so I can fully feel the energy that surrounds humanity's anthropological story as we progress through it. This is Season 2, The Role We Play, Episode 4, Enlightening Awareness After Being Woken by Emotional Information. Awareness is more than just knowledge, and enlightenment more than just great knowledge. They both denote a level of understanding, but awareness indicates a comprehension of all the factors that impact a moment and all the possibilities that may stem from it. Whereas enlightenment is an awareness of the big picture and the many possible perspectives of all moments, past, present, and future, weave together. Almost all people have knowledge, at least in their concern. Most understand moments, cause and effects. Many have awareness of how many small parts create a moment and how it continues to ripple down the eternal timeline, but few will become enlightened to see the whole, with its many layers of each part and how they intertwine into a beautiful moment of purpose. The reason it is so hard to climb this scale of being informed is that our minds are clouded by assumptions, lacking informed perspectives and comfortable in naive ignorance. We have an idea that there is a ceiling to the knowledge that can be acquired on any given subject, and few believe it is important to acquire knowledge on all topics and how they relate and interact with each other, keeping the new sources of knowledge constantly flowing, as is, natu- as is the nature of energy. It is your role in life to experience in a way that keeps knowledge flowing through you, building your awareness, and not stunt in assuming your comfortable perspective is all that was written. For in the words of Omar Kaham, the moving finger writes and having writ moves on. We assume that the information we hold is fact when it is only fact when aligned to the circumstances it was perceived. This means we view our opinion as right because it has always been fact under what has been experienced thus far, and we will argue tooth and tail the validity of our understanding that we are sharing out of protective love, hopes for stability, and faith that what is has been divinely intended. Humanity humanity didn't learn this as a hindrance, though it does keep us stuck in place. It was a behavior that was instilled to keep us safe when we were left unprotected, way back in our days of animal-like survival. These assumptions become biased rules that in time make an ass out of me and you, as the the word is spelt because we hold them as fact 
and not a way to evaluate the safety of the situation as they were meant. An example is saying, don't go in the dark, that is where fear lives and will bring you death. It is true that much of what is feared lives in the dark because we cast them there in choosing to not understand them. It is true that it is easier to get hurt if you stumble around in an unknown place without the light to see where you're going. What is not true is that the dark will scare you to death because you bring your light in with you to see what is in front of you and the energies, human, creature, and nature that dwell in the dark seek acceptance, so are generally more accepting, especially because it is rare for one to enter on purpose. What is not true is the dark is the only dangerous place. The light is just as dangerous. There is a better chance to see the enemy coming, though. Experiencing life for all that it has to offer is tumultuously hard, and stability is comfortable. It makes life easier. After you have lived through spirit-rattling difficulties, it is only natural to not wish that on anyone. So, of course, our ancestors form rules that would prevent those they cared for having to assumably go through the same experiences. Over time, humanity has come to assume that breaking the rules and staying and straying from what is normal and understood would take away from all that is comfortable. We have forgotten that it was all those uncomfortable struggles we had to overcome that taught or inspired us towards a better way in the first place. Our awareness comes from not living an easy life, but learning from every experience and being intrigued to know and understand what we don't. It is exploring possibilities no matter how stable they are. Faith is the same in that we assume that we are raised with and exposed to is only possible is the only possible right, and all others should be chained in purgatory after life. For this reason, faith has been at the root of most human conflict in the past, and people are blind to the words written in every book of faith that tell us how each faith grew out of learning a new dimension of God by any name, love for us, presented in the life lessons of historical time. Kind of like the great-grandchildren of the first faith that live in a different world than the first in the family tree did, even faith in ourselves has faltered under assumption because we have set limits to what we deserve based on the political concepts weaved into the underlining message in society of what good, aware people should be. This follow-the-leader mindset has really limited humanity's ability to be aware of the truth that is portrayed only to be seen in the big picture. Not being able to see beyond your truth limits how informed your perspective is of the whole moment. Perspective is explained as how you see things, or more so how you interpret what, you sen what your senses receive from the world around you. <clears throat> Our perspectives are naturally limited by the direction the source is viewed, the willingness to explore, and the point in time one is exposed to the source of information. 
I think the best example to explain is the six and nine perspectives. If you slip, sit below a paper with a six written on it, you will see a six. But if you sit at the top of the page, thinking it is the bottom, you will see a nine is written. From each viewer's perspective, they are right, and the number they see is in fact what is written, and will argue the other is wrong with a tone of how stupid you must be not to see what is so clear. These limits to information we are given creates a void in our ability to achieve any level of awareness of what really is. To become aware, you must seek to receive more information through your senses. You need to walk around the page and see it from all angles. The desire to explore the source from every direction will help you understand what others perceive, but most are unwilling to step outside of what is comfortable and understand. Humanity has come to depend on the word of a designated professional who also has limited information available to perceive, though often circumstantially a little more than the rest of us. Again, we assume these professionals, professionals know best, so we never question what we are told and are often critiqued if we do. I have never been one who takes someone's word as fact without exploring for myself, running a circle around the crowd to be able to state why when I was criticized for questioning, but even experiencing other perspectives was never enough to stand against what is professionally decreed. Luckily, the lessons in life are universally intended, whether we are willing to explore for ourselves or not. It is just a matter of time before we unlock the information presented to us. Time heals and teaches, intentionally adding layers to the information we receive, if we are willing to accept what it presents us or not. When something is new, uncoded to humanity, as I call it, our uncertainty is the blockade to receiving information. Imagine the living entities of the Cretaceous era at the first time snow fell from the sky. They surely didn't take time to investigate the weird falling stuff that may have seemed to some a volcanic ash. Time has passed and now we play in the beautiful white stuff, but when faced with a whiteout power failing storm, we become the same scared beings we were when the snow fell for the first time. Life must be coming to an end. This is why it's so important to human development to keep experiencing and exploring to find the whole understanding that makes us aware there is nothing to fear. Life will always keep going. It is your role in life to expand your perspectives. As Albert Einstein once said, if it doesn't feel right, go left. The one who follows the crowd will go no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone will often find themselves in places no one has been before. That is awareness. The faith that time will add perspectives and our fears are abolished by safe, stable resilience on those intended with purpose to be wise resulted in us believing there is no need to explore experience and has allowed humanity to be comfortable in naive ignorance. Why fix what isn't broken is the phrase uttered by most, but really that phrase means we are too lazy to acquire more understanding in order to be aware of the whole in time granting humanity the enlightenment we were 
destined to earn. Being naive and ignorant means we are removing the onus under the guise of not knowing better, making us innocent by default, with another that is wiser to blame, and creates a false bliss that nothing matters but your life. We may not know better when we first encounter a source of information, but once it is experienced, we know it and cannot unknow it. I had my first exposure to the impact of living naively ignorant not long ago. I had always made myself perfect, no matter how hard a toll it took on my body. Until the day came, my mind said, that's enough, you're too broken to keep going. I was confused at first, unsure of how I could have broken when I did everything with 150% effort. And it took time to learn that I had run my energy tank dry, wearing all my components down to the point my life was just leaking out of me uncontrollably. Once my brain forced me to stop running circles around the crowd to see myself from a source within, I learned how to properly take care of my physical system as well. Unfortunately, now that I know the effects of burning the candle at both ends, frazzling my nervous system, I'm struggling to go back to the slave driver way I used to push myself through to gain awareness of all parts of the information I encountered. For for most, their experience is the opposite to mine, though It hurts them physically to step outside of what is known and comfortable, much like a child experiencing growing pains as they become a teenager. As a child, we are innocent. The whole world is new to us, and we depend on our parents to teach us how to handle the things we are exposed to, and rarely do we consider the information they give us then to have been good for us as we become adults ourselves, always blaming the parent for how they scared us. It's hard to argue this fact when it would seem proven over and over, yet we rely on this behavior and still do the same in granting our elite the role of parent over humanity. I suppose in the big picture, we are still just preteens, but we are far from innocent with the continually, when we continually turn our gaze away from the source of information set in place to give us the awareness we need to grow. No one likes to go through pain, and growing is painful, in body and mind. But how long can we blame others for our unwillingness to understand beyond what we are told? It is our human nature to discover and understand all that is wild and understand in life. That is why it is our human nature for teenagers to rebel. Perhaps now that humanity is about to be a teen, we will rebel against this ignorance we have long held when confronted by the growing pains that will contrast the bliss that we formed around importance as loved children of God by all names. The childlike bliss that makes us believe there is nothing more important than us as humans and individuals with everything else below us You would think we all have the knowledge floating around about how our actions impact others. We would be more connected to each other. But for reasons I cannot fathom to accept, we have come to view ourselves like we are playing a game and others are non-playing characters 
who should be given little consideration or relevance. Of course, thinking you are the most important thing in the world feels good, but it's not true when you realize you are a mere speck in the universe. This stimulated idea is like saying only the cell on the left corner of your right big toe is important to your body, being what it is, and able to work, which is just ridiculous of an idea, as we know we need all 8 billion cells to function for us to be ideal shape. Funny that there are 8 billion people in the world and only you matter. And give an opportunity to become aware as the favorite child. Enlightenment becomes comes sorry, from knowing the importance of all 8 billion cells on each of the 8 billion specks of dust that make Earth function as it should, as an organ in the universal body. Awareness comes from wanting to be informed and taking in all the sources of information from every possible perspective it can be received from without allowing yourself to be held back by assumptions. Limits to what you are able to perceive in each point of time and the ignorance of wanting to stay naive in comfort. What do you seek in life? If it is to be aware, then you must be prepared to go through the pain of learning so you can grow and transform into an enlightened being. You must be willing to experience life in order to understand it, willing to explore what you are uncertain about, to give it clarity, and you must be willing to step outside of your comfort zone to learn the truth. Most importantly is you want humanity to become aware as a unit, then you need to bear the responsibility of teaching the generations that follow you to seek the same awareness by teaching them how to heal, using emotional hygiene from a moment so they desire to keep reaching for the enlightened humanity. As I leave you to think on this topic, I challenge you to think about this mindfulness exercise until then as well. Think about how you live and how you contribute to how your life is playing out. In a world filled with vast amounts of information geared to wake your attention on a matter, we can start to feel very aware, but often our knowledge is clouded by our previously understood knowledge. How will you ensure you are receiving information without personal judgment interfering with the understanding while continuing to be informed by even the falsified and dramatically presented information, gaining bits of truth instead of remaining naive in ignorant comforts of the knowledge we have grown to understand as safe. I will close this conversation by drawing another card from the Positive Attitude Zone, Paz Cards for short. This question will be the opening question for next episode. The card drawn is blue for self-esteem and values, and the question is, what makes you happy? We will get to that next week, but in the meantime, you can get your Paz Cards Positive Attitude Zone at graduatethrivers.com. That's spelled capital G, small r-a-d, capital U, small i-t, capital T, small h-r-i-v-e-r-s dot com. Stay wonderful, wholesome, happy, open-minded, and naturally awesome, and smile as much as you can. Take care until we talk again. This has been Heidi Hardy on a Mind Matters podcast created by a light for change.